1: The Race for the Ring, Episode 81, Lockdown Love. With Sarah Levine. You're listening to the Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor. Than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go! Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the race for the ring. Today we have a story of sweet love success. I met this amazing influencer blogger journalist, podcaster, and more at a really cool event that my client was um, hosting in the Hamptons in August and was really intrigued by her overall and her vibe and her energy. And we got to talking and she shared with me that she was in um, a relationship and she had met her boyfriend, her now boyfriend during the lockdown. So I was like, wow, that's cool. I hear so many success stories about people who have met during covid um, so I started asking her, you know, my typical like questions about how she found her, her match and, you know, um, what their dating like was like, their dating life was like during COVID and thought she had a really cool backstory to share with all of you. So naturally I got her information and booked her on the show <laughs> or actually summary. My amazing producer booked her on the show after I insisted we get her on it ASAP because she had a cool story to share. Um, and I feel like we all can learn from that. So. So she also shares a lot about some of the lessons that she learned when she was single um, before she met this guy and um, how she approached things a little bit differently with him because of some of the red flags she ignored in other like dating situations, not necessarily relationships before, but she could have spared her heart a little bit of angst and pain um had she been more forthcoming about her own um i guess like intuition and and you know i guess what her concerns were because the reality is she they were valid and she needed answers that at the time she would isn't necessarily seeking so a little bit about sarah levine she is the editor-in-chief of betches um which is an, an amazing um media platform a digital media platform and if you're not familiar with it you should all check it out she's the co-host of not another true crime podcast and she also co-hosts the M I N A hole podcast, um, which is really funny, I think, overall. So, anyway, in her free time, she makes and jokes on Twitter and Instagram, hence her influencer uh, platform. She's like tons and tons of followers. So, if you um, don't already follow Sarah Levine, you should follow her immediately. It's Sarah Meme and she she shares that later on in the show about where she is on social and we also have a link in the show notes. So now let's get right into Lockdown Love with Sarah Levine. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh sure. Welcome to the Race for the Ring. I met Sarah as I mentioned in the intro at a a media event that my firm did for a client and was so intrigued by her empire that she's created, and her backstory, and how she met the love of her life, at least for now, right? <laughs> um, but before for sure. We get into- sure. <laughs> yeah, Caesar sounds like a keeper. Before we get into all that, why don't you share everybody, um, with everybody, I should say, in your own words, a little bit about what sets you apart from like, other media outlets out there, what your platform's all about, um, and how you came up with the name Betches. I think it's so cool.
0: Oh yeah, well I actually didn't come up with the name. Um the company you didn't? was I didn't. The company was founded by um three women while they were students at Cornell. So I joined a little bit later. Um, but I think they came up with it because it's like, you know, it is just bitches with an E. Um, I know that the the shoes viral video had come out like around that time. And the guy in it was like, let's get some shoes, Betch. So I think that kind of also helped. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think what, what sets Betches apart is that we try to be very honest, unapologetic. Um, We try not to like patronize our audience or kind of pander to them. Like we really just try to keep it real in in a way that I think you don't see with a lot
1: of other outlets. Mm Mm-hmm. Very true. The content's very compelling. And talk about a lot of the pop culture situations and things like that. And why you should have a, a yeah, manicure, obviously, like when you get engaged. I yeah. yeah. No, it's interesting. I'm like, it's so true. Especially with yeah. Britney Spears, like dating ourselves in terms of like when this is coming out. But you're like, that, that's all the rage right now that she just got engaged. And well, her nails were done, they didn't look so fab, in my opinion. With the it was background. a bold choice to do like a, it was like a red French manicure. Yeah. Bold choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. That's not my thing. I stick with the regular French. It's my, my, or at Classical. least like maybe the neons. Um, okay, so talk to us a little bit about your podcast too. Um, you have like two. They're really interesting. Yes. Thank yeah. you. I have two
0: podcasts, both very different. Um, the first one is called Not Another True Crime Podcast. And basically, we uh, it's a true crime podcast. Each week, we take an issue, whether that be... A disappearance, a murder, um, uh, like a cult, and then we, me and my co-host Danny Murphy, we just kind of go through all the facts of everything. Uh, we crack jokes every so often, and then we just kind of like discuss our theories. And uh, my other podcast, which is called "Am I the Asshole," it's based on this. <laughs> su- <laughs> it's based on the subreddit. Um, we read. Su- uh, situations from the subreddit, people will write in and be like, Hey, Reddit, you know, I, I think I was right to, I don't know, call my mother in law uh, a jerk or something like that. Um, but was I the asshole? And then they'll just kind of go through what happened. Reddit will weigh in. Um We do that on the podcast. We also have a a Facebook group that's really active. So we'll read some comments from the Facebook group. People will also like submit their own. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. People submit their own like personal stories to us as well. So we'll read those and we just kind of like weigh in, um, and
1: judge who, who was the asshole. (laughs) That's so funny. So it's like if you're – basically if you think that you're in the wrong you're not sure if you yes. like, offended somebody. Yeah, that's very, exactly. very cool. Let me just uh, go backwards just for a second about the true crime. So that's a very big difference in terms of your um, content. What made you want to – What is you have a passion for that? Like were you always interested in that? Like were you a lawyer back in the day inside your head? <laughs> like, inside what, what made my head. You, Yes, absolutely.
0: Um, it's weird because I, I tell people that growing up, my parents like didn't let me watch a lot of shows. Like, I don't know. I wasn't allowed to watch sex in the city for instance. Um, what? I yeah, I know. Um, but like we would watch law and order as a family. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, go figure. I can't watch a show with sex in the title, but like I can watch shows about people getting murdered. Um,
1: that's okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe they were, well, whatever. I mean, I don't know how old you were when Sex in the City came out. So I don't, you don't have to say. Yeah. I was in my 20s. I'm a little older than you to say the least, but I get it. I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily allow my daughter to, to see it. Um, yeah. You know, in, unless she was maybe like, I don't know, college age or something. So go ahead. All right. So, yeah, no, I think so I was you were, a little you younger. Watching Law and Order and those types of shows, and you developed a passion for it.
0: Yeah, I developed a passion for it. Um, at the time, I was trying to find like, I, I got it. I got so into Serial when that came out. I went down like a crazy rabbit hole of like, mm. I listened to Serial. They had a subreddit. I listened to like spinoff podcasts about that podcast. Mm. And um, at the time, I didn't feel like there were that many uh, true crime podcasts out there that kind of talked about true crime the way you talk about it with your friends, which is like you know a little lighthearted. It's not an investigative... Podcast. Um, Obviously, like we're two kind of comedians, we're not journalists. Um, Right. And so, yeah, I just thought it would be
1: fun to be able to just like go down my own rabbit holes and then kind of talk about it. That's interesting. A lot of people talk about crime, though. I mean, you know, big, oh, yeah. big headline stories and things like that, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like obviously making headlines as a lot of newscasters are commentating about it and things of that nature. So I could see that. I was just curious because it's obviously yeah. very unique and different than the other one. So, OK, <laughs> awesome. All right. Great. All right. So let's talk a little bit about your love life. Sam. um, segueing into what this show is all about. Tell us, um, a little, before we get into your new boyfriend and how you met him during lockdown and all of the above, can you share with us a little bit about your history? Um, never been married, I'm assuming. Um, and so have you been in serious relationships? Um, you know, in the past? And if so, how many, how long, like things like that. And also how did you meet your former boyfriends?
0: Yeah. I mean, I actually always have struggled with dating. like I've just I haven't been in many relationships. I was in like three before this in my life. One was high school, so I feel like that doesn't even count. Um, and my last boyfriend, I mean, we dated like six, six or more years ago. Um, it was back when I was like living in Atlanta, which I was living there like for a few years after I graduated college. Um, we met,
1: I think at a bar um, okay. It was organic meeting. It wasn't like you were set up or on an app or
0: okay, cool. I I did Uh try the apps back then, but like I feel like Tinder was was definitely very different back then. It was not really like a dating app. Um,
1: Yeah, but yeah, Yeah.
0: it it was a very like toxic relationship. Um, It didn't last very long. It lasted like a little bit over a year, and then I moved to New York and I was like trying to date just both based on like meeting people in real life, friends of friends, dating apps, and it just all like. I mean, none of it worked out. I feel like um, it all kind of played out. Every single one played out in the same way, which was basically like we would date for, you know, six to eight weeks. When it got to that point and it kind of started to become like, oh, well, okay, where is this headed situation? I would get ghosted. I would get the runaround. Um, I would get told all these like, you know, kind of BS holding messages like, oh, you know, I like you, but I just don't know what I want right now. Um, mm. It was it was pretty frustrating. I, I I channeled that into my tweets, so I feel like I became kind of like famously single, and I feel like I got like people, like I, I you know my tweets would get like traction because people could relate to that, and I was like, oh yeah. well,
1: yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, was, I hear you.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, at the very least, it's good content, <laughs> I guess. But it was definitely
1: frustrating. Because you uh, wanted to be in a relationship, right? I mean, obviously, yeah, from what yeah. you're saying.
0: Yeah. I yeah. wanted to. And I, I mean, you know, I went through periods. There were there were times when I was like, I need to be like independent and things like that. But it was frustrating when I wanted to find something um, I couldn't. And also, I just felt like I was being dicked around. Like people just weren't being... Yeah. Like I just felt like people weren't being upfront With their intentions, where you know, what do you think
1: their your the past guys? What do you think their intentions were, just to like have a good time, hook up, like that sort of thing, or just date variety of different girls? Like, what do you think? I'm just curious because it is so weird today. I think overall, it is so weird. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think honestly, their intentions were kind of to like have the benefits of a relationship without any of the drawbacks. Yeah. So I feel like they wanted you know, someone to hang out with and hook up with and have emotional support, but they didn't want to give any of it back and they didn't want to commit. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know.
0: I think looking back, I think I had a string of bad luck where like I was dating people who were like also dating other people Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: they were just more into the other people they were dating. But I just didn't like realize it because I'm not really one to date multiple people. Like I don't have the attention span Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize that that was kind of the name of the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I mean, I I don't know for me. Like I date a couple of different people. It's, I mean, I don't really consider if I, you know, unless I really like someone, if I meet someone I really like, then even if it's an early situation, I'll just focus on that one person. And then um, if it turns uh, sour or I'm no longer interested, then I'll, you know, remove them from the plate, so to speak, and then go back to others. I don't know. It's, it is, it's like a weird... I think it's just strange in general, the climate overall. All right. So on a happier note, tell us the whole story. Yeah. If you can like set the tone, how'd you meet your now boyfriend? How, like the whole bit you met during lockdown too, which is awesome. I think I heard a lot of stories about people becoming quite close during that time because, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of traditional date opportunities. So a lot of people were kind of doing the house dating and stuff a little sooner than they may have been doing that. Um, um, and that kind of like removed a lot of um, fringe benefit, not fringe benefit is one way to put it, but a lot of like frills, so to speak, that, you know, you either like them or you don't. Like you're not having someone come into your place, yeah. to your apartment or whatever, if you don't really like this guy. And not to say you're going to like be intimate with them on the fr- that that situation. I'm just saying in general, like that's a little bit different inviting someone into your home versus meeting someone at a bar for a, a glass of wine, in my opinion. So, you were saying you were you were frightened of COVID, right? You would wear two pair of pants to go outside and sit outside for dinner?
0: <laughs> yeah, because, you know, restaurants were still doing the outdoor dining, but they they would have, like, heat lamps and stuff, which, yeah. you know, did work, but it wasn't totally effective. So, I, I would have, like, a million layers. Oh, I, would I go, see. Like, yeah. if yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. If I wanted to like go out to eat, I would be doing it outside. So I was uh, really like afraid of COVID. And my friend one day, um, she like said to me, so you're not going to do indoor dining. And I said, no. And she goes, okay, well, you realize like you should like go on a date now because if you don't, you're not going to meet anyone until the spring. And I was like... Oh crap! That's you're a right. good point,
1: actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless you're meeting them walking or like, something. Oh. I, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, good Very advice true. from your friend. Very true. Uh huh.
0: Yes, yes. She actually has a dating podcast, so I was like, "This is good advice that I can take." Um, so I downloaded Hinge. I like, you know, matched with a couple people. Um, I started chatting with my now boyfriend, and. um I think we matched like maybe the day after Thanksgiving or that that was how we matched like we were um I just remember I was like home at my parents and just like kind of talking with him. Um uh, and then we wow. decided to do like a couple of FaceTime dates before we actually met up just to kind of I mean especially in COVID we were just like you know, got to figure out the vibe, not worth the risk. If, oh, like, totally. If this sucks. It's not worth getting
1: all dressed either. But let me ask you a couple questions before we get into yeah. when you met him. What was it about him on the app that you like, obviously you found him attractive because it's an aesthetic thing. But yeah. when you were chatting, did you see that he had like the same kind of personality you were looking for? Was he clever? Um Was he responsive quickly? Like what was it during the chat process that made you think, okay, he could be, he could be a good guy. Was there anything or were you still like, I don't know. What, what, what actually what it
0: was, was, um, what made me, I messaged him first, which I don't normally do, but he had one of the prompts on hinge is like, what's your first date? And he, his reply was, uh, she asked me how soon we would be having kids. Um, and I replied to that and I was like, did you go on a date with Jessica from love is blind?
1: <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that's funny. Just
0: classic. And he was like, Oh I have never seen that but um I'm going to add it to my list and he actually like did watch it. He did. Um before we met up. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, he did. That's cool. Like well he watched okay. the whole thing. Yeah, so I was like, wow, that's like really nice and unnecessary. Um and I feel like we just had a good like banter. He was pretty quick to respond. Um and yeah, I, I was just kind of like, you know what? We'll do a FaceTime. It's very low risk. And um, then we. That was your suggestion. You suggested times. the FaceTime? I don't remember. I think he and I were both pretty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We did the FaceTime. I think he and I were both kind of on the same level of like COVID Being cautious uh, safety. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And when so you Facetime, we like him, did on you, these FaceTimes. What, did you think,
1: what did you think when you FaceTimed him? What was your first impression?
0: Well, first of all, I was like, he's cute. He looks exactly like his pictures, which is great. That's good. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And there were just no awkward silences. Like we did not run out of things to talk about. In fact, like I had to, I had to cut it off after like an hour and a half because I was just like, (laughs) my phone is dying. That's a very long time, Sarah. (laughs) It was long. (laughs) It was long, but there were never like any of those weird pauses or anything
1: like that. Like we just got along so great and, and had so much to talk about. That's awesome. Okay. So you did, how many did you do? Um, how many FaceTime dates, quote unquote, did you do before you actually met in person? We did
0: too, and honestly, I was ready to meet him after the first one. But he's so respectful, and he said after the first one, he goes, "All right, do you want to do this again next week?" And I was like, "Sure," and and you know, we did it. And then like it was it was great. And then after the second one, he goes, "All right, do you want to do another Facetime next week?" And I was like can we meet in person? (laughs) Yeah. And he was like,
1: oh yes, thank God. (laughs) Oh, he was just being nice because um, he didn't think he wanted. I get it. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. He was being like so
0: respectful and yeah, it was very nice and that actually happened um, with our other dates too because our first maybe two dates were like we did the outdoor dining thing. And then one weekend, it was going to be really cold. But we had plans to hang out. And he said, All right, like, you know, what restaurants do you want to try? And I was like, Can I just come over to your apartment? And he was like, Oh, my God, sure. <laughs> that's awesome. So um, that's great. And where does he yeah, live? Does he's he like live very respectful?
1: Is he close by? He?
0: Yeah, it's like a so I live in Astoria. So um, I feel like it's kind of hard to to find people that are that close to me um but he lives like a 30-minute subway which i feel like is not bad is he in
1: manhattan yeah oh that's awesome okay cool okay yeah. so then so you had two date dinner dates right or two outdoor dining dates then you were at his apartment yeah. and then what and then you just like were you you just like i really like this guy and he how, how did you take it to like the boyfriend girlfriend status?
0: Yeah. I, I think looking back, it was like more than two dates, but like it was enough. It was enough time that I was like, all right, it's cold and I don't want to do this anymore. Um, like sitting out in the cold. Yeah. We, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, I feel like um, we dated, like I think our first date in-person date was like mid-December. Um, and actually, we didn't become official until like the day after Valentine's Day. And it was very um, it was very casual the way we decided it. I feel like we were kind of sort of beating around the bush for a couple of weeks like how, we, how you know, so think- how do you beat? Tell us how you beat <laughs> around the bush. Yeah. I mean, so I think one one week it came up like, oh yeah, I deleted my hinge and the other person was like, I don't remember who said what first. And like the other person was like, oh yeah, I did too. And then maybe the next week, like one of us mentioned offhand, oh, I'm not dating anyone else, by the way. And the other person was like, yeah, neither am I. And so then the next week was Valentine's Day and we did like a little romantic just what date you do at for home for Valentine's Day? Cooked.
1: Do you remember? It was
0: really cute. We ordered like Hello Fresh and we just cooked together, oh, which was really sweet. cute. Um, yeah, it was nice. And then we just like, you know, watched a movie and stuff. Um, I actually gave him a gift, which was like... I feel like maybe semi semi risky because we weren't dating, but it was a small thing. I gave him like a mug that was a reference to a show that we were watching, so I knew it would go over well. Um, That's very sweet. And then I think. Yeah, it was cute. And then I think he like posted a picture of us to his Instagram story and like his friends were like, "Oh my god, what's happening? Like are you dating?" and and he told me that he was getting these messages and I was kind of like, "So, what did you tell them?" And he, that was kind of how it came to be. He was like, "All right, like, you know, do you want to make it official?" and I was like, "Of course." <laughs>
1: That's so awesome, okay, so tell us the update Please. now. so did you have you guys gone on any trips together like um, obviously you're exclusive and your boyfriend girlfriend like but do yeah. you like how yeah. what, what, how is it progressing because this is like I guess a good six months later you know when we're talking about everything that you know since February, if you will.
0: Yeah, I I kind of wonder if COVID made us like helped us progress faster than normal because I feel like we just spent a lot of time just the two of us because mm-hmm. like there's nothing else to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we've gone on like a little trip, like it was a short getaway um, upstate, which was fun. Um, and then I went to a wedding with uh, him, and it was his friend's wedding, so that was a really good time. Where so was that I guess at? that was, was also that kind local? of a trip.
1: Sarah, or was that did you go away it was it was in boston so oh, we like okay. to train well you stayed overnight yeah. and everything then i'm guessing that's cool do you yeah, like his, have you met his family
0: um i haven't met his whole family but um i met his dad and he's really nice
1: that's nice and how about has he met anybody yeah. on your side Yeah. He's actually met more of my family
0: just because they're more local. Uh, Uh So he's met like my parents and my brother and my brother's fiance. Um, He's like come over for the Jewish holiday. And
1: yeah, it was, it was nice. I feel like we got along. That's great. You have a lot of, so you weren't on the apps that long because you weren't on the apps. And then when you went on the app, it sounds like you matched relatively quickly. That's a pretty good story. We did. I feel like
0: the other times that I like dated people for a long-ish time that I met on the apps, like I always met them kind of early on into like joining or rejoining because I found like when I would be on the apps for too long, I was just kind of overthinking it and just like projecting my own bad previous experiences like onto everybody on the app. And and it was just like I would I don't know, like I would try to vet these people and like, make sure they weren't going to like, I don't know, screw me over like six weeks or eight weeks down the line. But you can't like control that when you're just chatting with someone on an app. It's it's hard
1: to really protect your heart on an app when you don't even have you don't know who these people are you know like you don't you don't know if they're good people they're bad people if they have what their intentions are if they're really legitimately like who they say it's it's kind of hard so when you're on the app you really have to kind of understand you're taking a risk in some shape or form it's that's you know that's part of the course i think with the apps
0: Yeah. And, you, yeah, and you have to be like honestly ready to take a risk because I found like when I would be on the apps in sort of like not a great mental place and trying to like avoid having to take any risk, I would just find every reason to say no to people and you could do that all day. Um, so I feel like if you're not ready to like put yourself out there a little bit, then then just don't go on and that's perfectly fine. And just exactly. wait until you are a little bit more ready.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a commitment of time. It's a commitment of yourself. It's just an overall commitment. And I think if everybody who's on the app share that same mindset, it'd probably be a much more successful <laughs> platform because mm-hmm. some people are, myself included in the bad side, I think, truth, truthfully, you know, when I would, I go back and forth with them just because it is what it is right now, you know, with time. And I also have to do, um, you know, due diligence with the show to be aware of what's going on and what's trending and things like that. But, um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of time myself. And it, I guess I also don't think it's a massive right. priority for myself at the moment. But then it's unfair to other people, you know, although I did meet a really nice guy right. who i um, talking to a little bit. I went on a date with um, who seems a little bit like the guy you're dating in terms of being thoughtful oh, and stuff good. like that. Which, yeah, no, it's nice. Yeah, exactly. But he's a little far. So but whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's always it's something. It's you right? can't have it all. I know, exactly. So what kind of advice, do you have any advice to give to our listeners in terms of um, just the way you went about it? Would you think that you were successful too, because you weren't like, I mean, you gave it a go. You weren't like all or nothing, you know, it it seems like your attitude was, I don't want to say like laid back, but you weren't like, oh my God, I have to hurry up and meet somebody either. So you were probably more chill about the whole situation where some of our listeners may not be so chill. Do you think that also played a part in... (laughs) and your success. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I wasn't sure going into
0: it what I wanted, but I um I was open to like I was like, oh, if I meet someone really great, I didn't think it would happen, but I was like, you know, I'm certainly open to a relationship. The other thing is um I had been sort of like I just I don't know, I had been sort of keeping like a journal almost of like all my past relationship experiences and I started noticing a common theme which was that I would really recommend that because I noticed that I would see red flags pretty early on and I would like look for ways to try to rationalize them. No, no, no. Not with with my boyfriend now, with like previous people. What were they? I would see these red flags. um, Yeah, like being like canceling plans or being very hot and cold Mm -hmm. or, you know, Mm -hmm. just like being just generally like kind of emotionally like flaky. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I would kind of like pick up on this stuff and I would instead like
1: make excuses. and I would bring
0: it to their attention. Yes, I would bring it to their attention and then they would like give me an excuse and like wanting to believe that excuse, I would believe it. And that just really prolonged my own kind of hurt feelings. Yeah. So I think like one example was I, I had met this guy in Hinge like years ago and we we didn't even like kiss until our fifth date which was kind of like ridiculous um, <laughs> and like and so this time going in i was like i'm honestly not putting up with like any of this wishy-washy like bullshit i'm going to call it out and then if like behavior doesn't change i'm out of there right. so right. it's funny because with my boyfriend now um We did not like kiss until our third date, which is totally normal. And like I I do like to move slow, but I was almost kind of like triggered by this previous like relationship where after the second date I I texted my boyfriend now and I was like, Okay, so like do we like each other? Are we friends? Like what is kind of the vibe here? And he was like, Oh oh my god, like no, I really
1: You are like, like, oh just my making God, no. sure like I really like you. He, I was, I was tra- just shy. Yes. Yeah, because you don't want to waste your time. It's so interesting. Yeah, I was just Farrah. making so, sure. I'm reading this book. So here's a little backstory of me. And I'm sure my listeners like listening like yeah. okay, here we go again. I know I I have a very deep interest in relationships. In fact, I'm going back to school to get my um clinical psychology degree to be like a licensed um psychotherapist. Oh, awesome. in relationships. Um, because I think it stems from my divorce and also um, a toxic situation I was in after my divorce, just kind of like, really, I it was eye opening to me um, about like, just in general. So it was just like interest. I, I found like an interest in, in all of that. So anyway, yeah. I'm reading this book, um, not one of my textbooks, but I'm reading this book called the, uh, the Attachment Theory, and or it's oh, called Touch, but it's about the Attachment Theory. So it's the the, the the basically saying that you should have these effective communication conversations very early on. So if you see a red flag, like you did, or you have a concern, or your whatever your attachment style is, and there's a variety of them, which we don't need to get into because I'm not going to lecture you or the list. Listeners on that, but you should indeed have these conversations because it's the. It's not even so much that you want an answer. Well, you do want an answer, but it's not only about getting the answer. It's about the way they respond to you. So if they're open yes. and they're sensitive and they show empathy, um, you know, and they genuinely seem to care about whatever concerns or your questions or whatever, then that will basically paint a big picture for you about the kind of person they present to be, right? Or they are, I guess, indeed. And then if they're not and they can make excuses or they spin it back on you or they get, like, defensive with you, then that is indeed a basically a, a sign to leave. I wish I knew about that yes. when I was in my toxic situation because I definitely would have left, like, immediately um, or soon thereafter and spared my heart a lot of anger, like, grief and pain and hurt. Um, um, so it's good. And you're smart to do that. You did that without even reading the book. Good for you. <laughs> well, no, so, I actually,
0: it's funny because I have read the book. So I've, I've done like my attachment. I have, I have it in my, in my house right now. Like, um, I have, oh, I was awesome. reading it. Um, yeah, I, I think I did the quiz and I was avoidant and I was also like seeking out
1: other people who were avoidant. So I kind of realized Why that I was you like, think Oh you're crap. avoidant. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm anxious. And I think I have a little bit of both. You can be yeah. more than one. I think I'm avoidant and I'm anxious. I know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In a relationship, sometimes I worry I'm anxious avoidant because getting to know people, I'm really avoidant. My last relationship was just like emotionally abusive and toxic. And like, I'm just very, you know, dating people, I was just very afraid of getting into um, a situation like that again. Um yeah, and I'm scared I, I think scared I've always too. been like, Yeah. yeah. Because when you I open up I've your heart, been you're a opening up your
1: heart to get that pain in your again your life again. Yeah, no, I agree. I yes, also for 100%. me like my life a lot the way it is, and so I guess I feel like yes. someone's gonna come in and shake it off and like smother me a little bit, and then it's not gonna be the way I wanted. Yes, <laughs> I no, know, I was like I was literally also add the a lot same. Of joy and love and you know, excitement too. So
0: yeah. No, it? it's, it's interesting you say that. Cause I was, I was literally the same where I was just like, well, I'm kind of happy on my own. Like I don't need someone to like come in here. And, and what would, I think the hardest thing to overcome was like, I truly was fine being on my own, but then I would date someone and
1: mm-hmm. get my
0: hopes up and get crushed. And like that feeling was worse than, um than not having dated them at all so it was like the opposite of that adage like better to have loved and lost blah 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 but i felt like i actually would rather not feel this disappointment um but i don't know that's not like that's not very uplifting i will say like
1: yeah, yeah yeah I think I that's think normal. What, what Who was, wants to be hurt right? Yeah. Even if you had have like some right happiness, but hopefully you're on the road to just maintaining the happiness for the most part. I mean every every relationship <laughs> has its ebbs and flows, but if you're with um, if you're in a sturdy ship as opposed to a rocket canoe that can tip over <laughs> the minute you stand up exactly, <laughs> you're a much better place, right Exactly. And if not, you have your oar. Yeah, I so definitely paddle
0: away. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does feel different. I feel like than these like up and down situationships. Um, So that has been like definitely very positive. That's awesome.
1: Well, you're uh, you're almost at your Thank one year you. anniversary with this gent. So yeah. any. <laughs> Any other thoughts to share um, about your future with him or anything of uh, any of the above with our listeners out there that <sighs> hope to find someone hopefully in the near future? Be put yourself out there, right? I don't,
0: yes, put yourself out there, but I think also. Know your worth and don't be afraid to assert your boundaries. Um, I feel like I had this like sort of scarcity mindset going into dating, wh- which was like, well, if someone likes me, like I need to protect that at all costs and I need to not rock the boat. And rocking the boat in that case for me meant like bringing up things that I perceive to be red flags. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it's just important to know that. If you have questions, though, like you have questions for a reason, and it's important to bring it up and you can't prioritize like being in a relationship over your own like worth and happiness. Um, It's not Mm -hmm. worth protecting something that is like not, I don't know, making you feel good and making you happy. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, if you're miserable from someone being so up and down,
1: you know, don't protect
0: that. Protect your own
1: self. I agree and and always honor the like not honor but o- honor and always realize the person that they're showing you they are is really who they are not what they're saying they're yes. going to be in the future because that's the lesson I learned. you know so I feel like a lot of people 100% can- yeah definitely learn from that too all right well i'm really really happy that you're in this very healthy relationship and i appreciate you being part of the race for the ring um and we will put all of your contact information and links to your podcast in our show notes but if you could just share with everybody listening where we can find you Yes, uh, you
0: can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sarah Le it's Lememe. It's L E M E M E, Sarah without an H. And then um, you can follow my true crime podcast at Not Another True Crime on Instagram.
1: Okay, awesome. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Have a good thanks day. Thanks so much. This is so fun. Happy dating. You too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye. Bye.